Welcome to Aragon Live, the podcast where Aragon experts provide you with key business and technology insights. With COVID-19, aka coronavirus, now officially declared a pandemic, working remotely has exponentially increased. This podcast is all about best practices for remote work for managers who successfully led large and small teams remotely who thrive. Hi, I'm Jim Lundy, CEO of Aragon Research, and joining me today is Betsy Burton, VP of Research and Aragon Fellow. Betsy, I'd like to dive right in. You have years of experience when it comes to managing teams remotely. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of remote work? It's, it's interesting because if I think about all the years that I did remote work, you know, 25 plus years and also managing large teams doing primarily remote work all over the world, a lot of people really think about remote work in terms of, you know, hanging around in pajamas or, you know, wherever you're going to do remote work as a casual sort of activity. And I think one of the things that I've learned is it's really important that we treat remote work like real valid work. In other words, you have a segmented period of time, you manage teams in a proactive way, and really treat it like the rest of your work environment. But also, I think it's important for organizations to realize that remote work actually requires a different style of management that has to be proactive and has to be conscious. One of the things that I distinctly remember is I was a manager of about 20 people when September 11th happened, and they were global. They were all over the United States, all over the world. And in fact, I had a number of people that were actually living in the New York City area. And it was really amazing when we got proactive and we figured out how to reach out to people with whatever technology was available, brought them together into a virtual space to be able to share their concerns, their experiences, their fears, their ideas, and the rest of it. It was a powerful, powerful experience that I still remember to this day. And despite all the things that happened on that day that were terrible and tragic, it was a really interesting example of people being able to come together in a remote environment and, and take some action together. And I thought that was really an interesting example. I think we're, we're going to see that as well with COVID-19 and how are managers proactively going out and reaching to those employees is going to be important. Yeah, Betsy, I agree. And I think it, it is key for managers. And I think there's a lot of people talking about remote work, but Sometimes it's the how you manage and how you engage and how you keep that culture going. Uh, one of the things I remember as a team manager running a global team as well was encouraging teams to have what I called a work buddy that they would talk to you know, via chat or team collaboration, as we call it today, every day uh, to try to keep that you know, kind of digital water cooler thing kind of you know, and the connectedness uh, to the actual work. Now, team managers, you know, obviously need to be tied into their teams and, you know, have check-ins and regular one-on-ones. But I think it's also important for colleagues to have that connection, too. And so that's why the work buddy, I mean, we call it a research buddy, but a work buddy where they basically touch base every day or even several times a day. And again, because one of the things that, you know, workers face when they start to work remotely is staying focused and not being distracted and also feeling, of, you know, getting a feeling of connectedness, which sometimes is hard for, for younger people that, you know, really are still new to the workforce and can easily get distracted. What's your take on that? Yeah, I completely agree. So I think, I think there's a lot. You, what you have to do is you start to have multiple different types of dialogues. 
So you're going to have your official meetings with your managers where you get direction and the rest of it. You also have to have mentors out there that you're touching base with on a regular basis and communicating with. And also, you're right, exactly. You have to have buddies that you're communicating with on a daily basis. I I think that's really important. It's interesting because I never really felt alone when I was working because I was talking to people all day long and video chatting and everything else that I felt like as much connection. I think that may be more of a challenge for some personalities than other, but what managers have to do is help their people understand their work style, their social styles, their work styles, and and their collaboration styles, and take each person and say, okay, here are some things that you might try. You might have a work buddy like you're talking about. You might have a mentorship. You might just have you know, casual virtual meetings where you get together with people and discuss ideas. That that may happen. So I, I think you're going to have a combination of of different styles depending upon who you're working with in, in any particular situation. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, that one of the things that you just mentioned is you are constantly interfacing and interacting with other people. And that's the way you kind of, you know, got that connectedness. And that's one of the things I would say that People need to do, and I, th- I think for managers and and also IT that making sure you have tools that enable that. For example, a lot of people today might use their texting tool on their phone, but because they don't have like a enterprise grade team collaboration tool for not just you know individual messages, but group chat. And so that's one of the things we're recommending is that you actually adopt an enterprise you know secure team collaboration tool if you haven't done that already. And many people have not. And so doing it on a consumer-grade platform, first of all, is not secure. Uh, and we are covering the whole team collaboration market. A lot of people have been talking about all the meetings tools. And, you, you know, most people do have a web conferencing platform that they use for customer meetings or internal meetings. But a lot of people that we found, they might have, you know, Slack and engineering, but they haven't rolled anything out to everybody else. And so that's one of our recommendations is to do that, is to jump into team collaboration and basically have that foundation, not only for the individuals and where you can jump into a video call with a one-on-one, but also have those group chats. So, yeah, you know, Tim, I think, I think that's really important. I got to tell you, there was a, a university that I know of that are asking their professors to go remote and do some of their classes remote, and they didn't provide any technology support to those people who are now suddenly going remote. So I I think you have to come up with a strategy for maybe a portfolio of technologies that would be available to people and say, okay, here are your options for different cases, and here's how we can help you out. Not just send them home and say, good luck, you know, see you later. It has to be a strategic effort. Yeah, I totally agree. you got to provide some of those tools that are going to facilitate remote work. Uh, so it's not acceptable to yeah. do what, what that university did. But but unfortunately, that's actually what half the people do is like, just go work from home. So another thing I found relative to, you know, working uh, for managers, working with their team members or i.e. direct reports, is really have clear understanding of kind of the goals and objectives that they need to be working on. And while you have your check-ins, it's really important that they understand, like, what are they supposed to be working on? Because, like I said, you can't see them unless you have your video wall on all day long. So I think that's one of the other things that we saw is that, you know, the one-on-ones, the regular chats, but then an understanding of like, hey, this is what I'm working on, can make them feel more tied into, you know, a successful completion of deliverable. 
Comments on that, Betsy? Yeah, I, I completely agree. So I found a couple of things, you know, as both a remote worker and also a remote manager, I found a couple of things really key. Number one is have a really clear sense of these are the tasks I need you to get done. These are the ones that are on your list. Here are your, your top three priorities. Don't give them more than three priorities. Here are the, here are the top three priorities, and here are the metrics, the value metrics that we're going to measure you based on. And so the metrics aren't really about tracking people per se. It's not by, you know, our tracking sort of thing, because people just are going to revolt against that. But it's what are some value metrics that are associated with the tasks that you're asking me to do? How are you delivering on the business outcomes, the business strategy, and that value metrics that people can actually feel excited about how they're contributing, even though they're remote? The places where I've seen things fall apart is when they start trying to overtrack people's time and their the activity rather than the value. And I think that that's a really key piece. Yeah, and one thing that's changed over the years, Betsy, and we're covering this area, is one of the ways that allows teams to kind of come together besides the collaboration is this new area that we're calling digital work hubs. A whole bunch of providers mm-hmm. have provided this kind of like a digital work environment. People like Google, Microsoft, Rike, Workfront, Igloo, and, and many other firms are providing these work hubs that allow team members to share both like content, progress on projects so that team members can see what's going on and see the status towards those goals. And it's not, you know, it's really more of a team workplace space versus task management. Some of the players did start in task management, which really I found has always been uh, challenging, but it's really more of a, hey, I've got, you know, for example, we're working on a video script. Everybody can see the script. Everybody can chat about it. And then you can see like, hey, we, we still need two more versions to get done. So that's one of the things we've seen as well is it's an emerging area uh, that we've seen actually sales work hubs have proven to be uh, very beneficial to sales teams where they can share content with buyers. But the horizontal work hub for knowledge workers is an area where we see it kind of, you know, those tools adapting more to people's work versus forcing people to kind of change the way they work to fit the tool. You know, one of the things that's interesting as I listen to you, Jim, is a lot of the practices we're talking about are things that managers should have been doing for years and years and years. But now the fact that we're going remote is forcing them to actually do them, that they will just sort of fluff along and not define these spaces or not create these tools or not create these environments because people are in the same space and they could sort of muddle through it. If you're not working in common spaces, it does require a bit more discipline on things that you should have been doing all along. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's really about managing work. And what's happening now is when you don't have people with you, then you have to be really kind of on top of your game. So I think you're right. It really comes back to best practices of how you do work and how you ensure that the work is done. So, Betsy, this has been a great discussion today. Any any big takeaways or thoughts you want to leave uh, the listeners with as we wrap up this podcast? Yeah. The only thing that I want to leave, in, and this is just mostly from my own experience, is I think it's important for people to be able to have a, the ability to create a dedicated space, you know, even if it's a closet or a room or someplace that they can go to do their work so that they feel like they're going someplace different. So there's there's a little balance between that 
that personal space and the workspace. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about is managers have to encourage and enable people to break up the day, particularly if they're working remotely. You know, go for a walk, go for a run, at least have some ability to break up their day so that it's not so, you know, intense all the time. And the last thing I was kind of thinking about is, and we kind of discussed this, it's about creating a workspace that people feel like they can be comfortable with that represents the company culture. So it's kind of like taking that company and, and moving it remotely. But I think managers also need to realize that they can't try and run it as business as usual and manage people as business as usual because it's really not. We're in extenuating circumstances, both in terms of doing remote work, but also extenuating circumstances in terms of everyone dealing with the stress and anxiety about the COVID virus. So you, I think you need to sort of think about and be conscious of that as you're managing people. You know, Betsy, you shared, you shared two really big nuggets in that, you know, this little uh, last segment of the podcast about having a space where you go to do the work and then also really the importance of taking breaks during your workday because people at the office generally do that. Like, hey, let's go out to lunch. And when you don't have people that you're working with, you still kind of have to do that to give yourself a mental break. So I think those were really, really kind of spot on. So anyway, I want to thank the listeners for joining us today at Aragon Live. And, you know, Aragon's contribution to this whole thing of helping people to succeed is we have our team collaboration globe, which is an evaluation report. It evaluates a number of the major providers in the team collaboration market. We're going to make that available for free on our coronavirus page. So check that out at aragonresearch.com. And again, I want to thank Betsy Burton for joining us today. This has been Aragon Live. And look for this podcast on uh, Aragon Insight Network and on our Aragon podcast channel on iTunes and Google Play. Thanks again.